0: logical progression year 3 chapter 10 lesson 6 okay bismillahir rahmanir rahim alhamdulillah salatu wassalam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. so um uh what was the last thing that we did i think the last thing that we did was Right, yes, we said that some of the Salaf, they said that the wiping of the uh, hands is actually to the elbows, and some said even further. And what did we say? We said, as the Hamdis are saying, that it's actually only to the, it's only the palms of the hands, Yani, palms, the wrists, back in front of the hands. So, basically this, so the wrists are included, and this is the core, this is the core, okay, and... They said that no, it goes up to the elbows, and let's just quickly uh, look at that a bit more properly because we kind of rushed it in the last lesson. Okay? Um, they said it's up to the elbows for the following reasons. They said number one, because of the hadith which is narrated from the Prophet ﷺ, where he said that to make that tayammum is two strikings. للوجه لليدين one striking for the face, one striking for the two hands up into their elbows. What did we say? This hadith is weak and therefore it is ضعيف مخالف الصحيحة It is not only is it weak, it is also odd and contradicted by other authentic hadith. So the shadh aspect is an important one. Okay? And what are those authentic hadith? Those authentic hadith, nearly all of them state that it is darbatun واحدة there's only a single drum on the floor yep only a single one and that there is only the wiping of the up to the wrists only like the hands that's it so there's two points in here that are contradictory to so the elbows and, and white striking twice the second thing that they said they said that okay Well, you must do it to the elbows because that is based upon qiyas, analogy of wudu. In wudu, you do it until the elbows. Sheikh Bithameen he says, so we'll do a little bit of usul here, okay? Sheikh Bithameen he says that we can respond to this qiyas by two points. Number one, it is muqabulun nas nas. It is opposing a text, a clear Quranic text. Which says just the hands, and therefore, as the Usuli scholars they said, عند الاسولين, this is called فاسد الاعتبار that this is invalid. Even it's like it's invalid even before we started. We shouldn't even consider this because it's not even. Yani it's uh it's not possible to make a uh, uh a analogy in the case where a text already exists. There's no place for analogy. The second problem is that this is قياس مع الفرق. Yeah, I mean that This is an analogy that, that where the two things are different. What are these differences? A number of them. The first of them Shaykh Uthameen says. He said that the tahara, the purification that we do with tayammum, is specified to only two limbs. The face and the hands. Whereas when you wash with water, you are doing four limbs. Okay? So automatically there's a difference even in actually what is being washed and cleaned. And in actual fact, if you're making tayammum in place of ghusl, tayammum is still only two things and ghusl is the entire body. So there's an immediate difference between the two modes of purification. The second uh, uh, th- uh, uh, difference is that when you purify with water, you have two purifications ghusl and wudu when you have tayammum it's only tayammum for everything everything is just single tayammum another difference is that water is is this is nice tanzeef hissi when you use water you actually can feel and see the cleansing it is a real palpable perceivable cleansing it has the spiritual puring, purification as well, but it physically purifies as well, because it's water, it cleans you. Whereas, تُرَام, it has no physical purification. It actually makes it dirty. You know? When you strike your, your, your on the floor, you then, kind of, and then, you know? It's, it's تُرَام. It doesn't have تَنْضِيْل حِسِّي. Okay? There is no actual physical cleansing that one can do. So that's the refutation of the the point of making Qiyas. And then the third evidence they said that, uh, they said that the word yadain has been mentioned in just its very general form, two hands. Therefore we must restrict it to how it's used in wudl. The response to that is, the, the exact opposite. Yes, it has been used in unrestricted form, specifically to show that it is not the same as wudu. Otherwise, it wouldn't be said. Then wipe the hands, al marafiq, just like Allah said in wudu. He would have said it for as well, but he didn't. So he said, wipe the hands. He didn't say wipe the elbows. All right. So that's that's good. That's good. All right. Next, wa fi Alright, so, so far the obligatory actions are wiping the face and wiping the hands including the wrists. The next then three and four is to maintain the above order and to make sure everything is continuous, Moala, okay, both in the case of minor ritual impurity, okay. So ترثيب is to start with the face before the hands. Why? Allah wa ta'ala says from بِوَجُوهِكُمْ and wipe your faces and your hands. And so he started with the hands, with the face before the hands. And the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, which is uh, uh, in, in the hadith that you use in Hajj or in Umrah. Okay, when you are at safa, you will say أبدأ بما بدأ الله I begin with that which Allah begins with. And so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said wash the, or wipe the faces, and then the hands. So that's clear. That's the reason why Tartibu is followed. As for al-muala, okay, then what does that mean? It basically means that you don't, what it, like, what it means is that you don't go, strike the earth, wipe your face, and then half an hour later, then you wipe your hands. That's what muala means. It means that it needs to be straight after. Straight after means either immediately, straight after means yeah few seconds here there ten seconds get yourself ready whatever whatnot yeah it's still continuous but if you were to wipe your face and then sit there and stand there like that for like five minutes and then wipe your hands yeah it's not a continuous action it's two separate actions you've broken it so it needs to be continuous okay they said the reason for this, what's the evidence for this? They said the same for the wudu. The same illa is the same illa for wudu. Okay? Um, they said, At-tayammum badla an ma. That tayammum is a replacement for purifying with water. And the replacement must take the, the uh, uh, ruling of that what is replacing. So as it is obligatory tartib and muwala in wudu it is also obligatory in tayammum in hadath al-asghar in minor ritual impurity anything which requires wudu only but if you have hadith al-akbar for example you are in a state of janabah and you do not have water okay then neither tartib or muwala is obligatory that's the humbly position that's the same with water when even when you have water, they said you don't need to maintain any order because actually that makes sense, as we said before, because you could just put the water over yourself and not even have to make wudu. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, and tartheeb and muala is just simple, okay? So therefore, that's the position of the mathab. Some of the scholars said, إِنَّ تَرْثِيبُ jamī'an." Some of the scholars said, that actually, uh, tartib, keeping it order and keeping it continuous is obligatory in all forms of purification in the small and in the major they said that there is a reason for this is because amar radiAllahu in the hadith when he was junuf, okay um ma yakfika an mutawaliya he basically, what the scholars they said That actually تيمم, تيمم, It should have order And continuity In all impurities Why is it that Why is it that they said that in Tayammum If you are in instead of junub you don't need to have Tartib and muala why did they say you don't need to do it in order and you don't need to be make it continuous because they're using the basing upon ghusl they're basing upon ghusl they don't require, they don't require continuity. continuity and in order in ghusl excellent the scholars they said no this is wrong because there's a difference between tayammum and ghusl they said that it is a Qiyasma al-fariq you can't make a, con- a, a comparison one is the washing of the entire body now and these, these two actions still remain the same, okay? Tayammum is washing two limbs and the body is being washed in its entirety in ghusl, okay? So therefore, what we should do, they're kind of pushing the madhab to say, no, you've got to make it obligatory, order and thingy for tayammum we're talking about in both. Actually it makes sense, that point. That makes sense. There are other scholars, وَقَالَ بَعْدُ ulama that actually it is not fard in either of them tayammum when you're doing it you don't need to do it in order or you don't need to do it continuously okay that's what some of them said and you can see the reference in al-insaf والذي يظهر ان يقال he goes shaykh Uthabi goes what seems apparent is inna tartib wajib fi taharatayn jami'an aw wajib Fihima jami'an he goes, what doesn't make sense is that you say that it's in one and not in the other. Either it's obligatory in both or not obligatory in both. But to say يعني, one or the other, there's no basis for that. Lian Allah Ta'ala, He made, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala made tayammum as a replacement for both purifications, ghusl and for wudu. Uh, okay? Alright? الْأَوْلَىٰ أَنْ يُقَالِ إِنَّهَا فِي جَمِيعًا He goes that as for continuity, it is good to say that it is obligatory in both. It just makes sense. It makes sense that it's obligatory in both. Because it's very strange that a person... Will wipe his face and then at dhuhr time, in fajr time, and then at dhuhr time he wipes his hands. And then he says this is a valid tayyamu. And it's like a yani, fluffing around, isn't it? Person, he at fajr time wipes his face and then in the morning, afternoon he wipes his hands. And yani, he's messing around. So, Sheikh in mean, taught position in the class is what we should keep Tartib and Muala as an obligation in both. That's what Shaykh Uthaymeen is pushing towards. He doesn't express it explicitly, but that's definitely what he is expressing it. That's what he's pushing towards. Okay, everybody? All right. Now we're talking about the next paragraph. It is a condition to intend the lifting of the ritual impurity or any other reason that the is being made for. Okay? Yes. Can we go back to the previous yeah. point? Yeah, yeah last lesson you quoted the hadith yep. where you, you said where the Prophet Solomon wiped his palms over one hand yes, and the other hand yes. and wiped his face. Yes, where going to come to that? The question that Shazad is saying that you talked about tarteeb meaning that Allah said wipe your faces and then your hands. Yet the hadith mentioned, the hadith we mentioned last week, it said that hands were wiped and then the faces then the face. He wiped his hand in fact I'll read it to you the Prophet وسلم, he said what well, is the hadith the hadith is hadith Ammar bin Yasser hadith بيديه الأرض Bukhari he wiped his hands left over the right, palm inside and out, and his uh, face as well. I just wanted to say to you now, okay, in case I forget to come back to it, that they said that this um, well is not the well of then, but rather, so to translate it, like, if you re- listen to the Arabic, ثُمَّ بِيَدَيْهِ الْأَرْضِ ضَرْبَةٌ واحدة. Thumma masaha. This is the den. Thumma den. So he hit the floor once. Then he wiped his what left onto his right. The palms. kafehi So some of the, so he wiped his hands and his face. So some of them said that this is indicating that he wiped his hands first, then his face. Others said that, no, it does not say then his face, it said he wiped, then he wiped his hands and his face. Meaning that his hands and face were wiped but not necessarily in that order. The woe itself afterwards does not indicate an order. Meaning that in the absence of another thumma, in the absence of another then, we've already got two then's in the beginning of this sentence, there's a reason why he didn't say then in the third part. And the absence of a third then allows that these two have been mentioned together in actual fact, the order was the other way around. So, then he wiped his hands and his face. Could mean that he wiped his face first, then his hands. This is possibility. But we're going to come to a bit more discussion on this later. Okay? So, the Niyah. Niyah is, uh, first of all, and yani شرط. شرط means a sign, an alama, Okay? So, a sign of something. Um so the sign of the action to establish the actual action uh, is, the, is a shot. Shot, of course has a technical meaning as well we need to understand what condition means technically speaking and uh, usuli scholars have this really kind of mind kind of bending definition right الاسولين, according to the technical definitions of the usuli scholars it is translated as مَا يَلْزَمُ مِنْ عَدْمِهِ الْعَدْمِ ولا يلزم wujud okay so what is a condition what is, what's the definition of a condition a shark? it is what by its absence necessitates the absence of the action so by its with by its absence <laughs> by its absence it necessitates the absence of the action. but by its presence does not necessitate the presence of the action. That's absolutely spot on by the way. I've got no idea what I said but it's 100% correct.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't let me say it again. So now I'm going to say it again but it's the, it's the rough one. The correct one has been done. By its absence? Absolutely- by its no. What was it? By its
1: absence, its absence. it
0: the by its absence, a condition, a shart, is the following. By its absence, something by which its absence necessitates the absence of the action, but its presence does not necessitate the presence of the action. Let me give you an example, it becomes very clear. Wudu' is a shart for salat. Wudu' is a shart for salah. It's a condition for prayer. If you have no wudu' you can never have salah. But if you have wudu' does it mean salah has happened? No. You understand? So its absence necessitates that the salah will never be done. Can't be done. The absence of the hukam. The absence of the ruling. The absence of the action. Prayer. But its presence does not necessarily mean that the actual action will occur. Because maybe a person doesn't do it, maybe a person does do it, but he's naked for example. We know that another shart of the prayer other than wudu is to cover the awa. So if a person fulfills one condition, which is the wudu, but he fails on another condition, then he didn't get the prayer. Okay. So I hope you understood that. Its absence means the action will never be done. But its presence does not mean that the action will definitely be done. That's what the word shart means. Then we have another word which is similar to it. We have like some similar words. This is usuli terms. We have the word sebab, Cause. Okay? Cause. What is a cause? ما يلزم من وجوده الوجود ويلزم من عدمه العدم. What by its presence necessitates the action? This is a suburb. That by its presence, by what necessitates by its presence the action, and necessitates by its absence the absence. And by its absence, it necessitates absence. That's a cause, a causal factor. If it is there, the action will definitely occur. The effect will definitely occur. If the cause is there, the effect will occur. It's necessitated. If the cause is not there, it will never happen. Okay? Okay, good. And then you have a third thing which is called a mani'ah. Which is that which is like a, uh, uh, a, uh, a barrier or something which prevents, okay? The preventer. What is a preventer? It's the exact opposite of a shard. Okay, what is that? Its presence necessitates the absence of the action. So, it being there means the action can never occur. وَلَا يَلْزَمُ مِنْ عَدْمِهِ الْوُجُودِ But it being absent does not necessarily necessitate the action. It not being there does not necessarily bring about the action, does not necessitate the presence of the action. You should be writing these down exactly. So the example, the mani' is, is menstruation. So menstruation is a mani' for salah. Okay, let's put it in. ما يلزم من وجوده adam. If it is present, the act cannot be done. Would you agree? So when menstruation is there, prayer can never be prayed. But, but, however, if menstruation is taken out, meaning person is not menstruating, it does not mean that the prayer is going to go ahead. No menstruation does not mean someone's going to pray, does it? Is that, yeah, is that of yeah. the exact opposite of then? Yeah. Exact opposite. Exact opposite of shart. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Look at it. Right, president, president, mm-hmm. You look, look at it, read it, think about it. It is the exact opposite of a condition. It is the prohibitor. It is the preventer. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Then I don't want to check with you. It's good though. It's good. i thought tell you what's really interesting. Uh, so the niya, you must have the niya. Okay, whatever happens, you have to have the niya for tamam. It's actually something which is very, very emphasized. Okay, in this above and beyond other actions, you might say, "What do you mean?" Well, you know, you know, we talk about niya for wudu. You must have niyyah when you make ghusl, You must have it clear in your mind. I'm making ghusl for this. I'm doing for that. In the Hanafi school, the Hanafi madhab, okay, there is not, there is not, it is not a condition for the niya to be there. Neither for wudu, neither for ghusl. Okay? Listen to this. No, no. <laughs> That's something else. That's i do rakat, lot yeah, is Imam ke blah blah blah, mukaba, Sharif whatever. I don't know why they made that up from. I got no yes, idea. So did they, do yeah, did they did the packs have anything for Wudu as well? Yes. No, I don't think so. They don't have one for Wudu I don't think they have one for Wudu I don't think they have one full do. Astaghfirullah, So. They said the Hanafi school Which is the asli Hanafi school Not Pakistani today. I'm talking about asli Hanafi Okay, The school itself The madhab says No niya required for neither wudu Neither ghusl However subhanallah For tayammum They said it's a condition It's a condition And that's why some of the scholars said That there is a consensus of the ulama that tayammum requires a specific intention. And you know what? They said, why? And when they were explaining this point, they would say, even the Hanafis, they say, you got to have a niyyah. And they say that because, obviously, the Hanafis, they don't have a niyyah for wudu and ghusl. They said, even Hanafis. You know why the Hanafis, they said so? They said, because tayammum is a rukhsa. They said, because tayammum is a concession. It's like a favor. It's a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a gift it's a concession, and so in the concession you have to be very, very careful. You have to be very, very exact. Therefore, you have to have an ear. I like that. That's a good fit. It's not normal. Yeah, it's not just normal kind it, of behavior. Is it a it, concession? It. Well, that's a whole different discussion. We said it's not, isn't it? We said it's a replacement. Okay, but. Even some scholars said, even even in its uh, even in its uh, even in its reality of being a replacement, it's a rukhsa, it's a concession. Yeah, Annie. it is a concession in a way. It is a concession in a way. But what we're talking about is it a legal concession? Because if it's something which is legally a concession, then that means that one shouldn't make it the norm. One should not be doing it all the time, etc., etc., etc. Which actually that is correct you're not you're meant to make a super effort each time so much so as you're going to see in a minute if water comes on whilst you're you know in prayer they're saying to you that you've got to break your prayer and make your wadul yeah so you can feel the concession nature of it you know what I'm saying alright now this is a bit kind of mind boggling now the next part okay so let's see what they say so you need, need to, they said, you need to have لِمَا يَتَيَمَّمْ لَهُ مِنْ أَوْ غَيْرِ You must have a niya for the hadith you're lifting. So you might have minor ritual impurity, you've just been to the toilet, or you might have major ritual impurity like جنابة, Okay, You must have the intention for the exact one. Now... There are two things that you can make intention for. Al-mutayammam lahu wa mutayammam anhu. Okay? You can make intention for tayammam to do something and tayammum to protect yourself from something or to cleanse yourself from something. So either I want to have tayammam for prayer or I want to make tayammam from my hadith al-asgar, my dirty state, my ritually impure state, minor. Do you understand? You can always have tayammum for two things. The author here, he is combining between both of them. He's saying that you've got to be very clear about what you want. Okay? For example, So, you know what we said about, about this last time? We said that tayammum is a mubiah. And uh, not Rafi al-Hadath. Remember we said that? According to the Hamli Madhab, the tayammum does not lift the state of ritual impurity. It only allows something which you make intention for. Okay? It's very super specific. Now, if you understand that, then that will explain the whole chapter. If the Hamlis are saying that you can only make tayammum for something to make it permissible, then they are going to want specific, specific things, aren't they? Yeah? Now, what they're going to say is that Okay, if you make tayammum for dhuhr, if you make tayammum for isha, prayer, because there's no water, then we're going to allow you to pray the sunnah and the witr with it as well, because that's less than it. But if you make tayammum for the intention of the, for example, furaka of yani sunnah, ya before you pray isha, you make tayammum for that, you cannot pray the furaka of isha with the imam. Because Sunnah, Ghair Mu'akkad, Sunnah, Mu'akkad, and then Fard. There's a difference. You can't go up, but you can go down. So if you made the intention for Fard prayer, Isha, you could do all the Sunnah underneath it because it's less in value. Whereas if you made the intention just for the Sunnah, then you are not allowed to go up. That's restricted. And according to the Hanbalis, as we said before, you wouldn't be able to read the Quran because that is a separate action. Do you understand? It's a separate action. You have to be making things permissible. What did we say? We said that the evidence is, according as the majority scholars said, that tayammum is rafu al-hadath. Tayammum lifts the state of impurity. So you make the intention to lift the state of impurity. So if you are in a state of janabah, say I'm making tayammum to lift my state of ritual impurity, then you can do everything, isn't it? If you're now pure, fully pure, you can pray, you can read, you can this, you can that, everything. If you uh, have only been to the toilet, Yani, minor state of impurity, you make tayammum because you've got no water, and you say I make tayammum to lift my state of hadith, become pure again. Then you are free to do everything, as well, because you're allowed. That's it. Okay. Okay. And Shaykh al he says, listen, he goes, the correct position and the class position as well is that this is exactly like wudhu. If you go back to the chapter of Wudu, we spoke about this in so much detail, okay? That if you intend the salah, then everything then is opened up along the way. So if you make intention for the prayer, then that means that yani, you've lifted your state of small impurity, large impurity. You can pray the obligatory prayer, you can pray the sunnah, everything. This is the correct position and that's definitely my position as well. Okay? A. If. This is quite obvious. If this is a person who is in a state of ritual impurity, high, major, janaba, but he made intention for only the small one, to lift the small one, that's not good enough. He has to make a specific niyyah to lift, up, lift off the state of the janaba. Okay, that's basically the point here. Or, for example, as we said, the Hanbalis, what else do they allow? What did we say that they allow tayammum for? We said that they allow tayammum for removing najasa from the clothes. Do you remember we said that? They said that if najasa falls on the clothes, then you can make tayammum for it. So they said that if you made intention for (coughs) tayammum to remove the najasa from the clothes, so look, I have this like najas on my clothes. I can't get rid of it because I have no water, so it's there. Okay? The Hanbalis, what did they say? They said that you would make tayammum with the intention of purifying myself from najasa, and then you would pray. What did we say? What's the class position? You You don't need to. If you have no water and you have najasa on your clothes, you pray as you are. Unless you can take that off of course. But if it's your asli clothes, which is covering the awrah, then you will pray with the najasa on the clothes. You try to get it off as best as possible and that's it. Because tayammum has no function in lifting najasa off the clothes. It only has a function in making your wudu, making your ghusl. Yeah, replacing wudu and ghusl. Not replacing cleaning najasa. Is that clear? Okay. And so, therefore, um, you need to have a very clear intention of what it is that you want. And we agree with them in this. Because this is another point. There is an almost consensus upon this point that if he intended something supererogatory, or did not specify at all, then he is not to pray an obligatory prayer with it. If he specifies that this is only for a sunnah prayer, and he doesn't say the obligatory prayer, or all the prayers, okay, then he is out. If he just says for the prayer, what prayer? He says for the sunnah prayer, it's not enough. He's got to say obligatory prayer, or all prayers. He's got to actually go the full hug on the niyyah, okay? So Sheikh Amin he says, He said that, so for example, a person comes to the masjid and he only makes the intention for matter of a matter of a matter of a matter of the matter of a matter of then he can only pray that, he can't pray Isha with it. Okay? He cannot pray Isha with it. He said that also the second point about if the, he doesn't specify anything and therefore he shouldn't pray, this is just out of caution because he's not clear in his own mind. What did you intend when you said, I'm making for the prayer? I'm making for the prayer. The correct position, of course, is that if the intention was the obligatory prayer and all the prayers, then he will get what he he intended, and he is fine to pray with it. But it is best to be on the safe side and make a clear mind that I'm I'm going to pray all the prayers with this, or I want to pray the obligatory prayer at least. If you say the obligatory prayer, then everything will then work. Wa in nawahu wa if he does, though, make tayammum and intends for the obligatory prayer, then he can pray every single salah, salat nawafil. He will be able to pray all of the obligatory and the, the uh, supererogatory uh, uh, prayers. And it's also possible for him to make jama' as well. Not just in that time, but also in the actual dhuhr. Like, for example, if a person was combining dhuhr asr, then he could pray in the Asaf time as well. Okay, he could pray in the asr time as well. Okay, that's good. Now we move to the next section. Next section, Nashees. Yeah, to be yeah. This is obviously to do, do a very specific treatment. Yes. But just to let's just say all order with say and you know do to him to do all acts of worship. Correct. And then you, you that's do, allowed. That's the best. that would that? that would be no, I don't want to say that's the that. the best. The best is to say that I'm making tayammum to lift my state of impurity. Okay, that is the... And that, that, that paragraph is the Correct, correct. Yani, but, but it has to be all. Or, yani, if he's in a ritual state of minor impurity, yeah. then when he, oh, when he says I make my tayammum to lift my state of ritual impurity, then he's into everything. Okay, but that is not according to the And that's very important. That's our top position, and it's what the evidence suggests. Allahu alam. Because we said Tiamum is a lifting of the state. It is not a specific act. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll do that afterwards. So no problem, insha'Allah. Um Because I got criticised, isn't it? They said that you don't do in talking about any of the subjects, current affairs and things. You only do the fit. That's a fair enough criticism. We abandoned that maybe after the first lesson. Don't say that yeah. Not not because of me. It's always because of you saying that we've got <laughs> we, we we're running out of time. <laughs> and you've got you to think. Forty minutes lesson, forty yeah. minutes of this, and then question and answers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank I agree. Okay, so anyway, no problem. Today, inshallah, we
1: will it. Are You happy with
0: that? Today. <laughs> okay. Listen. Where are we now? All right. Uh, so. I can't just read anything online. Well, my eyes are gone, so I'm going to read it from here. Uh, in the Arabic, وَيَضْتُلُ بِخُرُوجِ الْوَقْتِ وَمُبْتِلَاتِ الْوُضُوءِ وَبِوَجُودِ الْمَاءِ وَلَوْ فِي الصَّلَاةِ لَا بَعْدَهَا وَتَيَمَمُ أَخِرَ الْوَقْتِ لِرَاجِ الْمَاءِ أَوْلَى وَصِفَتُهُ أَنْيَمُ ثُمَّ يُسَمِّي وَيَضْرِبَ التُّرَابِ يَدِيهِ الْأَصَابِعِ يَمْسَحُ وجهه بِبَاطِنِهَا وَكَفَيْهِ بِرَاحَتَيْهِ وَيُخَلِّلَ أَصَابِعَهُ The translation of all of that is tayammum is invalidated by the, next, by the following three. Number one, the exiting of the time. Number two, anything which would normally nullify a normal ablution, wudu- And number three, the availability of water, even if one is praying, but not after it, not after the prayer. It is better, in general, to delay tayammum until the end of the prayer time, if one hopes to find water. The actual description of tayammum, physically how it's done, you make the intention in in your mind, your heart, you don't say it out loud, you say, Bismillah. You then hit the dirt, or the ground, or the sand, or the dust, or whatever it is, the surface, with both hands, with fingers outstretched. This is a humbly position, of course, okay? With the fingers outstretched. You're going to see that there's no evidence for this. We're going to come to that later. And then you will wipe the face with both hands. And then you will wipe the back of the hands with the palms. And you will also make a takhallul. Yani, this is takhallul. You will do it with the... Fingers in between. Like this. Okay? Alright? That's what you will do. That's according to the Hanbalis. Alright. Let's look at this inshaAllah. Alright. First thing. The exiting of the time. Why did they say that? They said that... فَإِذَا تَيَمَّمَ الظُّهْرِ بَطَلَ بِخُرُوجِ الْوَقْتِ فَلَا يُصَلِّبِ The simple position of the madhab is that if you make tayammum for salatul zuhur that's the only prayer that you can pray... You are now not allowed to pray Salatul Asr with that Tayammum. Why did they say that? They said because the Tayammum is making something permissible as out of necessity. And so, therefore, it's a necessity. And you know what the ruling of necessities are, right? What's the ruling of necessities? What's the ruling of a necessity? When something is a necessity, what is the ruling? What's the parameter which controls you? The parameter of utilizing a necessity is that you are only allowed to use the minimum for the minimum time. Yeah, Minimum thing. So if you're dying of starvation, you're allowed to eat pork. And that pork has to be the minimum amount that will keep you alive. Likewise, alcohol, if you're dying of thirst or something or whatever, it is allowed but only in the minimum amount to keep you alive. So this is a durura. They said that tayammum is a darura, it is a necessity. So therefore you can't use it for everything and anything. It is only for the Dhuhr prayer. Okay? And they said, they, they made some exceptions though. They said the exceptions that we'll make is if a musafir wants to make combining between Dhuhr and Asr. We'll allow him to do that in the Asr time. Okay? We will allow them to do it in both of the prayers in the Asr time. They also said... That's the first exception. The second exception that the Hanbali said is Slatul Jum'ah. They said that if a person he had no water made for Slatul Jum'ah and he came late. And he came late and he the prayer was he, he came late and the prayer is late. And the first rak'ah of Jum'ah prayer is done whilst in Jum'ah time. And the second rak'ah is outside of the Juma'a time. Okay? The second Rak'ah is in Asr time, basically. So they said that that's no problem. Basically, the Hanbali said that because Juma'a cannot be kind of made up, it's not some kind of like you know normal prayer, it's a one-off prayer, so what happens is that you do it there and then, and it's an exception in of itself okay anyway Sheikh Uthameen he says the correct position is that t- tayammum is not invalidated by the exiting of the time let the time run out he goes if you make tayammum in Salatul fajr and you stayed like that without breaking wudu until isha your tayammum is sahih it is sahih as for what those folks said about it being a darura and therefore you can only use the minimum of it, then it is not correct. The evidence for this is the following. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after He said that a person should purify himself with water and if not, no water, ma, If you do not find the water, then make tayammum. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala follow up the verse with? He said, ma لِيَجَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ حَرَجٍ ولكن يُرِيدُ لِيُطَّهِرَكُمْ Allah subhanahu, doesn't want to put, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want to put difficulty upon you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to purify you. All he wants to, لِيُطَّهِرَكُمْ Okay? So, if a person has been purified, then that means he has been purified. خلاص. If he's been purified, he's been purified. It's not a temporary state. Once he's made tayammum, he's been purified completely. He doesn't need to do anything else. Okay. And the Prophet ﷺ said, That the earth has been made from me a place of prostration and purifying. وطهورًا. So it's purified me. Ma The earth is something which you purify yourself. And that therefore indicates that tayammum is a mutahir. A mutahhir, sorry. It is a purifier, not a mubih. If we keep. You see, all of these problems are created by that little single position. When you think that Tayammum makes something permissible, you change the whole chapter. Whereas if you think that Tayammum purifies, lifts the state of hadith, creates the yani purity state, you change the whole chapter. You see what I'm saying? That's how important it is to understand usul. So, Sheikh Al-Tamin says, This is not mubih, this is a purifier. And the Prophet said, in a hadith, oh, this is a good one. Three hundred and seventy-four. Let's have a look at that. On ha- uh, page three hundred and seventy-four, three hundred and seventy-four. Yeah, hadith three hundred and seventy-four. I can't remember reading this. Okay, let's find it. Uh, oh right, no sorry, it is there. Beg your pardon, beg your pardon. Hadith has been narrated in Okay, let me tell you the hadith first. Okay. The Prophet وسلم, he said Asahid Tayyib al Muslim wa illam yajid al ma that uh, pure earth or said pure earth, pure dirt is the purifier of the muslim even if he does not find water for 10 years even if he does not find water for 10 years this hadith as we mentioned last week it is narrated in this wording by al Bazar on the authority of Abu harayra hadith number 193 ibn qattan said that it has an authentic senate al-hitami said that the men are the men of the sahih he said He said that actually I think this is Mursal. It is also narrated by Imam Ahmed and by Abu Dawood in a slightly different wording. Um, and uh, it, uh, uh, this hadith was considered authentic by them in those other narrations. We covered this anyway. So that's another indication. I don't think it's a very good evidence, but it's an indication. Because you could keep making Tiamun for each prayer and this hadith still be applicable so I don't think it's a very very strong evidence okay and the fourth evidence is All right, that this is something which is a replacement for water and water is not something that needs to be kept being topped up for each prayer once you've made the wudu' you're in so once you've made the yamam, you're in that's definitely the class position everybody so therefore I repeat that it is not uh, broken by the exiting of the time. It is not broken by the exiting of the time. Okay. Now, the next one is wudu. Those things which break the wudu. Okay? And that's obvious. I don't think we need to go into that. So, for example, if a person makes tiyam and then he goes to the toilet, he's broken his tiyam and he needs to make it again. He makes yeah, any, uh, marital relations. He's in a state of janaba. Needs to make yemum again. Okay. Now the next one, which is interesting, the presence wujud al ma. I translated this as the availability of water. I don't like the translation of the presence of water because we said, for example, <coughs> if there's a person and he's next to a well, the well is full of water, isn't it? The presence of water is there, but he doesn't have a bucket. If he doesn't have a bucket, the water is not available to him. The water is present, but it's not available to him. So I translated this as the availability of water. So if the availability of water becomes apparent, then he must, and that's very, very clear. Okay? Alright. So if a person, because there's different reasons that a person makes the The person makes the for two reasons. What's the two reasons that a person makes the Quickly. Number one. Lack of water, number two. What's the second reason a person would make tayammum? Illness. Illness, Okay? Illness. So, for the first, if a person made tayammum because lack of water, if water comes, his tayammum is broken. Is that clear? However, if a person made tayammum so I give the example before, I've done this example before, I'll say it again, you're at home, you're at home, you turn the tap on, it's empty, you never knew that, then the missus says, didn't you know, they sent a letter saying that the waterworks would be thingy, blah blah blah, you said, you're telling me right now, there's five minutes left before Asr starts, I haven't prayed dhuhr, she goes check all the others, so you turn all the taps on everywhere, yeah? <laughs> 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 so you turn all the taps on nothing there no time for you to go to the shop because Dhuhr is going to run out <laughs> All right. so you make Tiyamun there's now 5 minutes left to pray Dhuhr you make Tiyamun to pray soon as you make tiyamum you're about to pray suddenly دا 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 the water comes out the, 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 the taps so the water is now here Your tayammum is now cancelled. Because the water is present. And now you need to now make the wudu with the water and then pray. Because you still have time to make wudu and you still have time to pray. Is that clear? What's the second reason that you make tayammum for? If you're ill. Or the water, you can't use the water. If you make tayammum because you can't use water, if the water comes on, do you have to make wudu? No. So, when you make tayammum because of illness, water does not matter. However, if you had tayammum because of a cut and it heals, then you have to then make it with water. Is that clear? So that applies, that applies the availability of water. Even if praying, walaw fi salah, I remember we said before in the Arabic that whenever the or uh, the on alim ever says, walaw, even if, Then what does that indicate? What did we say? You can remember that? We said that that indicates difference of opinion amongst the scholars. Whenever you see the Arabic word law, even if, then it indicates there's difference of opinion amongst the scholars. So, this is a really difficult one. This is a really difficult one. Okay? Because, imagine now, you're in a prayer. You're in a prayer. Let's say you're praying Isha prayer. No, not Isha. Let's say we're praying Zahar prayer. And you have an hour left until Asr. You make yamun because you had no water. Suddenly, you're in the prayer, second Raka'ah, and the water turns on. What do you do? What do you do? What did the humbly say? The humbly said that you have to leave the prayer. You have to leave the prayer. Okay? Now, this is a difficult issue. Many, many علماء, it's very interesting. Many, many scholars said that if you are in the prayer, it doesn't matter. If the water comes, ignore it, because you have started the action of the ibadah. You had a reason to start the action. Why are you canceling it for? Do you understand? They said that this was a, a statement of Imam Ahmed. This was, this was the position of Imam Ahmed himself. However, there is a another narration from Imam Ahmed where he said, and I quote: Kuntu la yubtal, ala "I used to say that it doesn't invalidate. You can carry on praying. Don't worry about the water. Carry on praying. But now the ahadith that I see now have made me change my mind." I believe that it does invalidate. So why is the madhab saying that? What is the evidence of the madhab, the humblies to say that if you're praying and the water comes on, you have to turn, you have to break the prayer and go and make wudu. The first is the ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, If you don't find water, then make tayammum. He goes, the water was found. So now that the water is here now, you can't make Tiyammum, because the ruling for Tiyammum was based upon the absence of water. The water is here. So it doesn't matter whether you're praying or not. The statement is Aam, the statement is general. It has to be applied in all times. That's their first uh, evidence. The second, the Prophet said, فَإِذَا وَاجِدَ الْمَاءِ فَلْيَتَّقِ اللَّهِ وَلْيُمِسَّهُ بَشَرَتَهُ The Prophet said in a hadith which we covered a last couple of weeks ago, that if a person finds water, then, if a person finds water, then let him fear Allah and make sure that it touches his skin. He wets his skin. Yeah, and it's a kind of a strong kind of warning that if water comes, make sure you use it. Basically, okay, right? And that basically indicates that tayammum itself will be cancelled. And the third and the final evidence that they said is that the tayammum is Badalun and taharatil فَإِذَا وُجِدَ الْمَاء زَالَتِ فَيَزُولُ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ الْخُرُوجِ مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ الصَّلَاةِ He goes that tayammum is the replacement for water. Once the replacement thing is found, then the one that is replacing it can't be in action anymore. So it is automatically invalidated. Automatically invalidated. Because you can't have existing at the same time the replacer and the thing it is replacing. It is like a paradoxical situation. Therefore, the prayer is invalidated and a person should go forward and actually establish, make the wudu and pray. How long do we have? How long do we have? A few minutes? A few minutes. A few minutes? Okay. Making it then now? Alright. I don't know what should we do.
1: Allahu Akbar, thing Akbar, want Akbar, say Akbar.
0: Inshallah is that the um, <coughs> Remaining I think will fit one lesson Okay The remaining will fit one lesson So I think what we'll do is that we'll stop the actual lesson Text there And we'll cover that in the Next week's uh, thingy. Actually talking about times Just so that everybody knows Okay I think that we're, our last lesson is going to be the 10th Of June Okay Our last lesson will be the 10th of June That's my guess if it becomes clear that that uh, uh, it's starting on the 19th, Ramadan is the 19th or something like that, then we will have the lesson on the 17th because Taraweeh will be on the 18th. But I think, no. <coughs> huh? No? 10th. No? Khras, done. 10th. <Tenth>. So 10th t- <laughs> is done. 10th is the last lesson, inshallah. As for the uh, the votes about <clears> Hayyad <throat> and so on, then to my despair, the winning. A vote was a two day weekend a covering of the entire topic, which is going to be obviously a massive undertaking. But we're going to do it. We have penciled in for now location Cheeto and date the 6th of September. No, we didn't. Is we did?
1: No, we didn't. 12th and 13th of September.
0: Are you sure? Yes. Sorry, I beg your pardon. The 12th to 13th of September. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> beg pardon. The 12th to 13th of September. I mean, it's not confirmed, it will be confirmed later anyway. But the 12th to 13th of September. That will be the weekend taqriban, that we will do this, inshallah. Okay? Now, um, this question uh, that they wanted to discuss is basically about ACN. Okay? ACN. And they were saying, this person is saying that I was invited. Four minutes. Four minutes. Okay? So. They want to know what the ruling is on ACN. I want to say to you that um, the, the ACN is haram, okay? To be involved in ACN is impermissible. I suspected that before I looked into it. I did look into it in immense detail. I sat with all of their, not all, whoever I, whoever came to see me, who the reading that I did, the documents that they had. Um, people came out to visit me and some of my colleagues and so on. We've gone through all of it. And it's very boring now about, you know, because these are most the most pathetic of people. They're the most pathetic of people because they keep saying that we're waiting for fatwa, waiting for fatwa, and we gave them all the fatwas in the world. Then they said that we don't know Islam and we don't know ACN. They don't understand the system, they don't understand this, they don't understand that. So, I mean, you know what it is? I say to them, good luck, do what you want, okay? I'm telling you it's impermissible, okay? The reason for it is that it's a deception. It's a business which is not based upon anything from the Islamic principles. It is one which is based upon a invalid concept of recruiting other people. It has no primary core product. It is in its most yani uh, shameful sense. It is a it is a legalized permit scheme in its secular sense. It is deception and eating one another's wealth bilbatil uh, uh, falsely, and it is a hiding and a deception of the business partners that are involved. I have said it is impermissible. Uh, Mufti Zubair, of the chair of Al-Qalam, in his personal capacity, has said it is impermissible, or he holds that opinion. A number of muftis, Mufti Muhammad ibn Adam, uh, Mufti Yusuf Sasha, also (coughs) said impermissible. Sheikh Ihlan gave the fatwa, and he looked at it in detail. He said it's impermissible. But these people are fools, and Allah has how Allah has blocked their minds and their hearts. And so the only thing they can do is to insult the scholars and say that they are the ones that don't understand, they don't know this, they don't know, that they don't know business, whatever, as if we're all born yesterday, we we're a bunch of some pendus basically. Yeah? So we say to them that do as you wish. We know what the principles about Islam are, that everything is halal until it's proven haram. ACN, FLN, FNC, blah, blah, all these multi-level network marketing companies and their systems are impermissible, all for the same reason. Because it is based upon, it's a business model which is based upon signing other people and using their contributions or their fees as the actual costs or the actual revenue to pay out profits to people who are higher. That is the encouragement of the business. Anyone who cannot see that is lying to themselves and lying to other people. And the, the, the presence, the presence of permissible products and permissible contracts inside ACN does not make the actual program permissible. The gas and electric and the, ga- and the video and the phone and the disc, these are permissible in and of themselves. But they have been placed there in order to create an illusion that the business is around them. The business is not about these products. The business is about recruiting more and more people and that is impermissible in the Sharia. As I have stated, I have written about and has been Passed by fatwa by a number of people, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. khair. We'll see you guys next week.